Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. This podcast is home to the raw, real, unscripted conversations that nobody else wants to have. On Tuesdays, I bring in the guest experts, and on Thursdays, you'll hear all the high thoughts. So excited that you are here, so grab your coffee, cocktail, whatever your drink of choice is, and let's head to the lounge. Trevor, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. What are you drinking today? I am drinking two drinks right now. One, I am drinking a herbal tea because I kind of lost my voice and I just needed some herbal tea. And then I've got a cold herb beverage here, which is an Olipop, a cola Olipop. So aren't those really good for you? Of course. There it is. Oh, do you have a link? So good. Can we put a link down below? Do you have a, do you have an affiliate code? Cause those things are going like crazy on TikTok. So I used to have an affiliate code and I was one of their like ambassadors. And then the girl who's managing their ambassador program left and the new one cut me off. So I don't know if I just wasn't working hard enough for them or what, but it's a tragedy for sure. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Did, so I'm sure everybody who's wonder who has never done a brand deal before, they're probably wondering, what does that look like behind the scenes? You know, it, it can it can look a couple different ways, depending upon if you're getting paid or not. It looks it looks very different. And so if you're doing a brand deal for product alone, it could just be very it's super, usually just super casual. You know, like there's very rarely are there contracts involved. It's oftentimes, hey, we love what you're doing. And usually the content creator is in a position to understand where he or she, where their value is. And so sometimes they'll recognize like for me, like when I do deals, in fact, I very rarely do brand deals for me as a content creator, mainly just because that's not my bread and butter, what I, what I care to do my content, you know, what, that's not why I'm creating content. And so oftentimes it's, it's just super casual, you know, but if it's paid, I've done, I've been on the other side of things where I have paid people and it, you know, it gets very contractual and you have to make sure that you are crossing your T's and dotting your I's because oftentimes you can, you know, as a brand, you might go into things thinking that you're going to get one thing out of it and you're not going to, and you don't get that thing unless you very much specify it. And so it's this fine balance between having a good time, creating a good relationship with these people, but at the end of the day saying, this is a transaction and I need to get what I need to get out of this. And so there's kind of this fine line, but for the Olipop stuff, it was super mellow and I just created a relationship with their influencer manager. And so it was super mellow, you know, so you that was a long winded answer. What's that? So you made the first move. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you just drink it so much? You're like, hmm, maybe I should get a brand deal. And now you've given everybody hope whoever has ever wanted to get a brand deal for something they use religiously anyway, that they can. That's exactly actually what happened. Like I, like my wife and I drink these, like, so we don't like, I haven't drank soda in like 10 years and, but I love like bubbly. So I'll drink you know, we call it my house, we call it spicy water, which is like soda water, because that's what my kids call it. We, they call it spicy water. So we drink that all the time, but we haven't drank soda, soda. And then we came across these, which is more of a prebiotic soda. We fell in love with them. And they're, they're actually, they're pretty expensive. Like it, it they're like more expensive than I would like them to be. And so I'm like, I'm going to get a discount on these and have these guys start to send us stuff. And so I actually called them out on, I can't remember if it was Instagram or TikTok. I think it was Instagram at the time. And pretty much said, hey, I'm going to be your next ambassador. And they reached out to me really quickly and gave me a little deal where they would send me free product, gave me a discount, asked me if I wanted to be affiliate. I said, no, I'd rather have a higher discount for my customers or for my followers. 
and I mean, you can't make too much money. Like, you know, these are like two bucks. Like you're not going to make two bucks, 20, 20% of two bucks. Like you got to sell a lot of this to make money. So I'm like, I'm talking about like a $50 paycheck a month. Like I'm not going to sweat over that. Not that 50 bucks is a lot, but that's just not my purpose, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It was not a part of your journey. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So we just dove right in, but for the people who are like, okay, who's Trevor, can you tell us about who you are, what you do, who you serve? The whole yeah, for sure. So quickly, this I'll start with this. Like I am a my husband. Been married for 13 years in September. I have three kids. I have two girls and a boy. So husband, dad, business owner. So I started uh, kind of my entrepreneurial journey in 2016. Well, that's when I launched my first kind of legit real business. Was started working on 2016. Launched it in 2017 was still working the nine to five while I did that, but very quickly learned that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. In fact, my whole life, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur, right? Like you get these people who are like, oh yeah, I was like slinging lemonade on the side, you know, like on the corner of my, on my, of my neighborhood. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, I was the exact opposite. Like that kind of pressure freaked me out. Like I never wanted to be in charge of someone else's salary. You know, I never wanted that pressure. I was like, I'll just be like a, I always knew I wanted to be marketing. I'll just be a CMO and then no pressures on me, you know, but I went through a couple experiences in 2016, 2017, where the company I was working for at the time made really, really poor decisions and put themselves in a really challenging spot where they had to let go so many people. And it just opened up my eyes to corporate life and how little control you have, even though the CEO might love you or your boss might love you at the end of the day, it doesn't matter sometimes, you know, there's sometimes nothing that can happen. Yeah. And, and, and whether you're, whether you're replaceable or not, sometimes it just happens, you know, and I had to watch friends of mine get let go who whose performance were better than anybody, but because they made X amount of money, they had to get let go. You know, and and so so it just it cha- it reframed everything, and I hated the idea that somebody could have control over my family's destination. And so in 2017, that's when all that happened. I re- I said, you know, I'm I'm never going to put myself in that position. Not that that's a bad thing, but that is just how my mind went, you know. And so um, it took me a bit of time, but from 2017 to about 2018, I launched my next business, which was consulting. I started consulting from a digital marketing perspective, uh, especially in the e-commerce space. Got brought on as a partner and a CMO at another e-commerce business while I was consulting. Left that that job full-time last year in July of 2021. Went full, full, full-time entrepreneur 2021. And so now I own, I own a couple e-commerce businesses. We're about to launch an e-commerce app. So I'm now in the software space, have a consulting business, and now I'm creating content. I've kind of fallen in love with creating content as well. So juggling yeah. a few things. Your your content has been freaking fire lately. I've been obsessed. That's why I was like, oh, I gotta have you on the podcast because thank I've, you. I mean, I've I think I've been following you for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. but it's been really cool to see your evolution too. And just like it's cool to see you up your content game and just all the things you're doing. One thing that I absolutely love that you posted was about client experience. And I remember mm-hmm. you flew, you like made your client think you were in town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, and then you flew there to to meet them for dinner. I thought that was so cool. And it was just that extra step. I think it's kind of not something we see a lot in this space online. Hey, it's Alexi McKinley. Interrupting your thought process here because 
I want to share something with you. Well, actually, can you do me a favor? Will you please stop what you're doing right now, head to my Instagram at alexi.mckinley, and DM me the words in all capitals, podcast, and see what happens. Okay, back to our regular programming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got my first five clients through my network. It was just people I knew, you know, I had networked enough here. I'm based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. I've got a decent network here, of small business owners, you know, and through my first venture, I got to know a lot of other business owners. It was a golf apparel company that we started. So that's how I got my first few clients, you know, and then I got my next five clients through them. And what I recognized was in a service-based business, I, I probably never needed to run any of my own ads or do any of my own marketing. And if I just networked and treated people right and did good work for them, I'd have a consistent pool of business, you know? And so, you know, for me and my business partner on this consulting side of things, like the relationship building is, is 100% top priority. And that particular, that particular kind of gamble we took of flying to Vegas when they, we knew they were going to be in Vegas. That's what it was, was, and that's, that's like an hour and 10 minute flight for me. You know, it was super easy. It was super mellow. We were there for less than 24 hours and doing that was actually so pivotal. And the type of business relationship that we like had secured by doing that. I mean, that trip's going to pay off. If I spent 200 bucks on a flight, 350 bucks on a hotel, 500 bucks on dinner for the client and everything else, like I was probably under a thousand bucks. And I guarantee you that gives me a hundred thousand dollars more worth of business. Mm. And why do you think that is though? Well, one, because of like where their retainer is at and two, because of the status that, you know, sometimes when you have a client in the services business, it's all about performance and what you're doing and what kind of value and oftentimes what I've recognized in the service, like service business, my, my, my business partner, we joke about it all the time. There's a line in one of the Batman movies and it's like, either you, what is the line? You know, you can always be the hero, but if you live, if you stick around long enough, you'll learn, you'll become the enemy, you know, and it's Harvey Dent talking about Batman. And that happens a lot of times in the service business is because if something goes wrong and they want to point the finger at you. And somebody else swoops in and says, oh, you should try my agency or these people are great for me. It, it's just the agency world is so cyclical and it, it's just, it's kind of a crazy world, you know? And so establishing relationships, especially personal connections, as great as it is to do what you and me are doing over Zoom right now, like you can never create the type of connection over Zoom as you can up front and in person. And these people, I'm in Salt Lake, these people were in Florida, you know, and we just haven't been able to get out. That's a, that's a big, that's a big flight. You know, it's like a four and a half hour flight for us. And for them to come out here, it, it was just kind of a perfect thing. And, and it established where, you know, it was very hard for us to ever, even though we were doing good work for them, it was very hard for us to say, Hey, we think they love us, you know, cause you can only tell so much over a zoom call. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't so, know what you look like, sir. Yeah, exactly. And we just like, it was so cool because we got to know them on a more personal level and things they were dealing with and things about their family. And all of a sudden it was like, no, we are their people. Like they're going to stick with us. Like as long as we continue to do good work, they're not leaving us, you know? And so it was awesome. Really that cool. Is, is so flipping true. Like there's just this connection that you can't forge. And I think a lot of it too, I mean, I have my, my uh, bachelor's in communications. And I remember the one thing I remember from my communications classes is how much of our communication actually comes through the nonverbal stuff. So the stuff that you can't see from 
the chest down on these zoom calls. You can't yeah. see like what's around me, how, what my posture truly looks like, you sure. know, how much eye contact I make. Like it's, it's so crazy too. And even like all the other senses of like smell and touch and feel, you know, cause you like shake their hand and give them a hug and sure. Yeah. You can smell people, but that, that's besides the point. It's just, it's so interesting, but it's such a great point and a testimony to the fact of like, let's get back in person because it's yeah. so powerful. Yeah. It's all, I mean, technology is great. Right. And we can do things like this, but yeah, just nothing, nothing beats face-to-face -face communication. Never like nothing will ever beat it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you think we'll ever be able to teleport? Do you think that's in our lifetime? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I mean, maybe, but I'd say like what will happen is this whole metaverse stuff will eliminate the people's, what people think will be the need for that. Right. <laughs> That's think true. Like, oh, we don't need it because like you can be in my office right here and I can be in your office right there, but we can't, I can't touch. I can't shake your hand, you know? So oh, I, I don't know. I'm, are you ready for that? Is, does that like, not a chance? Work? No, no, I'm not. I, I mean, I'm going to embrace it as a marketer, but I've already kind of told my wife, I'm like, I've got like five years and we need to make millions of dollars. And so I can go buy a ranch and not that I'm a ranch guy, by any means, but <laughs> I don't, I'm more of a ranch guy than a metaverse man. So, mm -hmm. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> metaverse man and a ranch guy. Hey, <laughs> well, you know what? I think that's a smarter option anyway, like make the money you need to make. And then, then you can drop it. So working on social media and on the internet in general is not only exhausting, like on your body and on the eyes. And like, I mean, you're like hunched over at a computer all day, but just like the content information overload. How do you combat that? Like how, what's your self-care look like? I mean, I don't consume content. I mean, like if we're talking, Hey, Trevor, you're on, you're on your device for two and a half hours in a day, 20 minutes of that is, is, is consumption, you know, and TMI or whatever. It's one of in the bathroom or something like that as a piece of it, or, you know, like it's, you know, it's, I, I just don't. And it's not because I'm above consuming it's because you know when i first started to create content there was a massive ethos that was you cannot grow unless you are engaging you know and mm -hmm. and there's some truth to that for sure right like i just kind of started to like give my stab at linkedin content creation and i recognize that when i engage with other people i get more engagement back right so there's a formula to it, no doubt about it. But I spent in those early stages, stages so much time consuming because I you have to consume in order to engage, right? Because it wasn't yeah. like heart emoji and that was good enough. It was, let me give you like my two cents here and 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 actually elicit some thought. And what happened was one, you just I think when you consume so much, you just consumption just gets in the way. It, it's I think consumption is a creative suck. Number one. And then number two is consumption leads to comparison. And so when we're consuming all the time, I'm thinking about, oh, Lexi's content's so good. You know, I'll never be like that. Or so-and-so just wrote this book and I can't believe that they've already sold nine businesses. I'll never get there. It, it Oftentimes it can be, don't get me wrong. It can be wildly helpful. But I think I just kind of learned for me that I, I really had to like limit that. And I think you even reached out to me in our DMs and said, hey, what are some, you asked me about books, right? Mm -hmm. And I haven't read a self-help book in 18 months. And this is why I invited him. I was like, wait, what? Let's have a conversation <laughs> about this. He said he does not read personal development. And why is that? 
just because it got in my way of executing, Boom. you know, I, I, I couldn't stop thinking about, you know, one, it's so much information to consume in a lot of these books, right? And eventually, whether it puts you in a rut of comparison, or it puts you in a rut of like analysis paralysis of just like, well, where do I start? Yes. Right? Like, oh. what, like, this person tells me I need to do this, but then this person tells me I need to do that. And that's the most important thing. So I don't know what the most important thing is. So I'm not going to do any of it. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I just, for me, I just, am like, and I did the same thing. I got, I like, it's like, I don't consume self help podcasts right now, either. I'm on a fast from like a podcast, you know, the podcasts I'm listening to are like true crime podcasts or like history podcasts or you know like the books I'm reading are fantasy books I'm reading Harry Potter's I'm reading like you know because it just it gives me a little bit of a a mental break don't get me wrong though I I like self-help books I think podcasts I have a podcast we're on a podcast right like my podcast is meant to help people with their marketing so it is a self-help podcast but I I just needed the break from it that's all yeah I needed to yeah I needed to veg a little bit and yeah. do something that wasn't actually going to help me be productive. <laughs> hey, but I'm sure you've taken some inspiration out of the things that you've watched and seen and heard that are surprisingly helpful. Totally. Is totally. there one thing in particular that sticks out? God, I don't know if this is the right answer to this question, but there's no right answer. What you said had me think of something. What, what's been interesting is as I have consumed less, I have executed more. And when I execute more, I've gotten to know more people. And what I've learned is through my networking and meeting new people. And because that's just what happens when you execute, you start networking more. It's just what happens, right? Like I'm building an app right now with some of my other co-founders. And I just went out to lunch with the CEO and founder and the CMO of a business that's doing 50, $60 million this year. And it was a two hour lunch where I'm just like, I learned so much more in that two hour lunch than I would learn from a 17 hour self-help book, you know? And so what's been interesting is because I am consuming less, I'm executing more, which means I'm networking more and I'm learning like more real on the job, on the spot stuff from people who are currently doing it right now. And it's, I'm learning less, but they're massive nuggets And because it's less information, I'm not falling into the paralysis of where do I start? We interrupt this regularly scheduled programming to introduce you to this new life-changing, groundbreaking mastermind for the woman who knows that she wants more in her life, who's done with the tedious, monotonous, boring day-to-day routine that makes her feel unfulfilled. Life is too short for that. And this nine-month container is going to completely transform the way you look at yourself, the way you show up in the way that you run your business. The Rebirth Mastermind is here. Link in the show notes to book a discovery call and see if it's right for you. Now back to the episode. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, yes. I, I don't know if that answered your question. But... Yes, but you broke it down so well. <laughs> like I'm kind of speechless, kind of shook. <laughs> like it, that makes so much sense though. Like I, I feel like we as entrepreneurs, rightfully so, we've kind of been taught, like you always need to be reading self-help, improving, doing this, doing that, and the other thing. So then you start watching Tony Robbins on Netflix, and then you start listening to all self-help podcasts and reading the books. And like, you're just, your world is fully consumed in your business at that point. So I, I love the fact that you are taking a break from it and being like, I'm just gonna turn it off at a certain time every day or at certain points of my day. 
I struggle with this so much. And honestly, I'm like, I am not watching another thing, another inspirational <laughs> thing for a little bit, because I have felt so consumed with that analysis paralysis. So for people like me, what is your best piece of advice to step out of that? Is it just to stop consuming? I don't know. I mean, that's what it was for me, you know, because I'm kind of now to this point where I'm like, you know what, like, I need to listen to a podcast from here. You know, I've got one of my one of the co founders we brought on with the app. He's, he's very connected in the like, tech and funding and VC realm. And I am like, you know, that's like, way over my head, you know, and so he's always sending stuff. Hey, guys, like, we need to look into this. Hey, we need to look into that. He's so connected. And I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm seeing the blog posts, and I'm seeing the podcast episodes, and I'm saving them all. And I'm just like, I need to find a way to get back into it, because there's certain things. But for me, it was like, I've always been a cold turkey person. You know, like, I remember in high school, I wanted to see if I could stop drinking soda. And so I just like, I'm going to do it, you know, and I went a year without it. And then the ne- and as soon as I finished it, I was like, oh, I feel actually a lot healthier and better, you know? And so the next year I'm like, I'm going to stop eating candy, you know? And I did it, you know? And it was just like, I've always kind of been a cold turkey person. So for me, that's how it worked, but th- that's not usually how it is for a lot of people. So I think what you probably do is you probably just go and evaluate, okay, how much, how much time am I spending consuming content and then measure it up with how much time you're executing. And if your consumption level is less than your execution level, you have a problem. And I think, and when I don't, because everybody's executing more than they're consuming, I think, but I don't mean like answering emails and sitting in a meeting and taking a phone call. I mean, actually executing and moving the needle. That's what I mean. So if you're not moving the needle more than you're consuming, then you probably have a big problem and you need to reevaluate that and get those ratios in check. That is an amazing way to gauge that. And I am going to get off this podcast (laughs) or consume anything again. (laughs) But let me say one more thing. I think the other thing is as entrepreneurs, there is this weird, there's this ethos and there's this message that goes around that says like, if you are watching Netflix, you're wasting your time. And you know, like, and if you're reading like, like a Harry Potter book or listening to a book or like if you're watching movies and TV, like there's this like unhealthy relationship with that. But like, I, I think that the only, so I think a lot of us think we, well, okay, well, if I'm watching something, I got to be watching that Tony Robbins documentary, or if I'm, or if I'm listening to something, it can't be true crime podcast. It's got to be the unstoppable market marketer podcast by Trevor or whatever, you know, like, I think that that's how a lot of people just because there's this weird hustle culture ethos that it's like, you can't take a break. You know, so I think it's a problem. Like I think Netflix and those things are problems when you start using words like, I don't have time. I don't have time to do that. And then you look back and you're like, well, I spent two hours that night watching The Office. And you're like, okay, so it's, it's, it's not that you don't have time. It's, it's that you have the time. You're just not prioritizing the time, mm. right? So it, it just really just kind of, kind of depends. So I think there's, there's this thing where we feel like we have to be consuming the good stuff. When, and when in reality, honestly, like, consuming the like pointless stuff that's not going to help me out in life is helping me more than consuming the stuff that should help me out. And I feel like that's such a pattern, especially in the online coaching slash consulting industry is people are constantly investing and consuming like the next best thing, the next program, the next course, the next podcast, the next this, the next that, like not actually starting a conversation with someone on LinkedIn. 
or going and dropping a business card off at the local place that you put it on the corkboard. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So how do people who do not feel self-disciplined, how would you recommend that they start their their self-discipline journey? I mean, that's, that's like the big question is, right? Like, how do you just become somebody who starts? And I think about it all the time because I don't know what it was about me because I was never like, I've never really been like, a, I've always been relatively a big procrastinator and actually still am today. But I think I just had a big realization that I thought, you know, I think highly of myself that I'm qualified, you know, and that I have stuff to give, but I would see people that I knew didn't have as much as I had to give or wasn't as smart as something, but they'd be crushing it. And I recognized the reason why they were crushing it is because they just did. They were just doing stuff, you know? And that was the big realization to me was just like, they just have better execution muscle memory. I don't have any muscle memory built, right? I don't mm -hmm. know how to do it. And so for me, it was just this like, I just had to like do it and it was super uncomfortable. What I tell people, you know, if that, if they're not going to have like that aha punch you in the face moment, like I had, it's more just, I'm, I'm a big believer that execution starts in like very small patterns. You know, if you wanted to be an entrepreneur who worked 24 seven, which a lot of us have to be in the beginning stages, you don't just all of a sudden be that, you know, so you have to start doing something. So start with like, what is the little thing that you're not executing on? And I say, start with that small thing versus if it's organizing your day, right? If you know that if your day was more organized, you'd get more done. Like if you really think about it, organizing your day is such an easy thing to do, but most people won't do it. So if that's where you start, boom, you build a little muscle, muscle memory and then you take on the next thing and then you take on the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So I think like as dumb as it sounds, you have to start with baby steps when it comes to execution, because it's like, it's like me saying, I'm going to go bench 300 pounds today. <laughs> You know, I, right I wouldn't now. do it. I'd fail, right? And that would hurt. <laughs> yeah. So start small and work your way up. But if you give me X amount of months, I probably could do it. Wow. I think you just kind of broke down what this instant gratification culture we live in. Like you just laid it out there realistically. Like this is what it is. It's not going to happen overnight for everybody. You do have to put in the work. It can't just be a snap of the fingers or you buying a certain course or listening to a certain podcast. You just have to totally. do, take, make a move, like take a step. Yeah, 100%. Wow. That is amazing. Amazing. Okay, so I have one more question for you. Well, yeah. Okay. You said earlier that you were you never thought you were going to be an entrepreneur and now you are. Mm -hmm. So how can somebody tell if, whether they're an entrepreneur or not? It, this is like somewhat of a philosophical question, you know, because yeah. there's always these debates between are you an entrepreneur? Is, is a business owner an entrepreneur? Is an entrepreneur a business owner? You know, how do you know you're an entrepreneur? Are you an entrepreneur? Like there's all those things. And I'm so far from philosophical that the answer I'm about to give you is probably just going to be so fuddy-duddy, but like you're an entrepreneur if you say you are. Like, I don't care. Honestly, I don't care. Like, it, yeah, like, because guess what? If you're not actually doing anything and you want to call yourself an entrepreneur, it hurts you more than anyone else, you know? Oh. So like, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't get as caught up in it. And not that, that I think that's what you're, you're not asking me to get caught up, you know, I know that, but it's just, an entrepreneur or somebody, because, you know, like you can say that you are, and oftentimes you'll become what you say you are. So I'm fine with anybody just saying I'm an entrepreneur 
and eventually you'll get there, you know, because there's an there's an argument that you could like somebody could make that I I wasn't an entrepreneur until last year when I legitimately quit my, you know, W2 job. And mm. now I solely rely on my work, yeah. right? Like there's semantics that we could get into, but I would consider myself an entrepreneur since 2017. Mm, I love that because I think a lot of people get this imposter syndrome when they want to become an entrepreneur, like they have to have a certain amount of time that they're doing it until they can call themselves like a CEO or, you know, they, they feel like an imposter just because they, maybe they don't have a business degree and they're taking the leap and starting the lemonade store down right. the road that's actually going to gross <laughs> shit ton of money every year. Right. I mean, I think your answer to it is so freeing. Yeah. It's like, whatever, who cares? Call yourself an entrepreneur, be an entrepreneur, you know, you're only going to hurt yourself. Right. Like I say that I'm a big golfer, you know, and I'll golf with people and, you know, I'll, you know, I don't know if you know anything about golf, but people talking about their scores or their handicap and how good they are. That's a big thing in the golf industry. Yeah. Right. If I meet another golfer, that's the first question I'm asking, what's your handicap? Cause I want to gauge what level, how good they are. You know, it's just what well, you do. I don't know. Right. Hey, how, you know, how good are you? And I'll hear somebody say something about it and then I'll go with them and they're clearly worse than what they said. And I'm like, okay, you can, you can say that that's what you are, but that only hurts you. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't care what you are actually like what your score is in golf, like, but you're only lying to yourself. So just, you can say whatever you want, you know, like it's only going to hurt you if it's not true. Yeah. It's not going to hurt anybody else. So that's so true. It's like radical honesty with yourself. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, Trevor, this was so fun. We covered so many flipping topics. Like I want to know about your e-com businesses though. Yeah. What do you want to know? What are they? What do they do? Who do they serve? Who do they help? <laughs> What's cool about them? So the first, the first e-com business that I started and I'm, I'm not involved in the day-to-day -day anymore with it is a company called Asher Golf. It's a golf apparel company. We started it in 2017. I left day-to-day -day early 2019, but I'm still a partner and a part of it. Just not at a very big capacity at all anymore. So, you know, still one of the owners there frequently have discussions with the CEO and, and we, we talk all the time. Okay. Oh, they're nice. I'm on the website right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then the other uh, e-com business that I own right now is called Lore by Carol Loren. And it's a jewelry business. So it's a women's jewelry business. Kara Loren is a big fashion influencer on Instagram has, you know, over a million plus followers. And we were one of, they were one of our clients and we saw a really good business opportunity and partnered with them and launched a full-fledged jewelry company. And that's a, I think that if you go there, that's just lorejewelry.com, L-O-R jewelry.com. And then, so, so those are the current two e-com businesses that we own that I own right now. And then the other e-commerce stuff is is more of the agency side of things. So we help other e-commerce businesses. So that's what my marketing company does. So we run, we build uh, digital marketing strategies for e-commerce businesses, help them execute, run their ads and scale their uh, distribution. Dude. So that's kind of everything in a nutshell that we do on e-com. I'm on the lower jewelry site right now too. Uh, gorgeous. I'm like, well, after we get off this, I'm shopping. Just saying. Do it. Do it. Oh, I'll give you guys a promo code. So I've got a promo code Ooh, that I just, I, I think it's, I'll give you my TikTok one. What is it? I think it's, it's either talk 20, T-O-K 20 or tick 20. I'll look it up right now. I think it's talk because tick sounded weird when I put it up. <laughs> oh yeah. Talk 20. <gasps> this is amazing. Oh my gosh. Talk I, 20, I believe. Talk 20. 
Is that it? Yeah, let's see. I don't know. Yeah, it's talk 20. Talk yep. 20. Oh, I could have. 20. 20% off. <laughs> uh, Trevor, thank you so much for joining me in the lounge today. You dropped so many gold nuggets and bombs. And I like, I personally just talking to you had so many mindset shifts. Like I almost feel selfish <laughs> for being the one who's like getting to ask all the questions because holy smokes, I feel like I just had a whole new awakening today. <laughs> no, this was great. A great discussion. It feels good to be on the other end than not because the questioning side is harder, so much harder than you think it is. Like, oh, no. Yeah. sometimes just talking because you're just giving your, I'm just giving you my opinions that could be true or false or whatever, you know, but like mm -hmm. sometimes the engaging piece and eliciting the continuous conversation is just very challenging. So yeah, you know, you have, a, you have a podcast, but you also have so many truth bombs and nuggets that I'm over here the whole time typing. Like I have <laughs> questions written down. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I appreciate well, having me. Yes. Where can people find you and how can they work with you? Yeah. I mean, just honestly, I'm probably putting the majority of my time right now into TikTok. That's the platform I love the most right now. So if you want to go follow me over there, it's just at the Trevor Crump. I think my handle is the same on Instagram. You can follow me over there. You can DM me. You can go to my agency's website is labworkmedia.com if you want, if you're interested in like working with my business, but honestly, just follow me on one of the social platforms. And I usually answer every DM. I might be slow at it, but I usually answer every DM. So that's true. He does. And that's why he's here. That's Trevor. right. Thank you so much. We will talk again soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much for coming out to the lounge today. It is truly an honor to have you here a part of this journey in this community with us. If you're loving this podcast, share it with a friend, tag us on social media and leave some love in the reviews below. Also, there are still resources for you in the show notes below. So do not miss those before you exit out of this podcast. All right. See you next week.